0: Now, I know that sounds weird, (laughs) but but bear with me. I have a point. Uh, It starts with a client, Um, actually a client's husband. He has had what by anybody's standard would be considered a gifted life. He didn't ever have any real trauma. He's got a good solid family, a successful business of his own. He is a successful man. And yet, he is somebody who deals a lot with fear. Some might call it anxiety, but it's more like fear. Now, those of you who know me know I can't bring up fear without, you know, using it as an acronym, right? F-E-A-R, false evidences appearing real, false experiences appearing real. There's a lot of falseness to fear. And yet, many of us find it necessary to find its source, if we're ever going to make it go away. He's tried. He's tried to come up with what is the cause of all of this and he hasn't been able to. And he described it to my client, his wife, who shared it with me. He described it as if his mind was a lake and the lake was frozen over with ice and so he couldn't get to the depths to figure out what the problem was. I thought this was very insightful from the moment I heard it. I thought about how walking through life on the surface of this frozen lake would be slippery and treacherous, right? That you could fall and get hurt, that it was this constant slipping and moving around as if at any moment you could bite it, right? You could just totally bust ass. While most of us are aware on some aspect, some level, that we are constantly in, you know, quote unquote, danger of screwing up, saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, whatever, right? To know that someone who is dealing with constant fear and anxiety, it's as if they are slipping around on the surface of the lake, seems like a really good way to understand what that experience must be like let's fast forward a little bit. She told me this and it's weeks later and her husband has agreed to go and do hypnosis for the intention of past life regression, hoping to reveal something that can help him tackle and remove this fear. The wonderful hypnotist who actually happens to be connection of mine, someone who I know is talented and reputable, spends like three hours trying to get him under. Every time he starts to go under, he panics. He panics and he just cannot do it until finally they give up. She shares this with me and the first thing I think about is that frozen over lake. That the attempt at hypnosis is like, punching a hole in that lake, or like you're walking and it breaks and you fall through. Think about the panic, the panic if you just bust a hole, if you just fall right through. Thinking about this man or any of us sliding around on the surface of this lake, trying to keep our footing, trying to stay you know, upright, and then the fear when you start to slip beneath that tiny crack that sometimes it's too much. It's too much to just take the blow to the head, the break of the ice. It's too much to have someone say, this is your problem, to call you out. Sometimes there are baby steps. Sometimes there needs to be a warming of the ice first. And I started to think about how do we get this man or any of us past the frozen ice to the beautiful water where we can seek answers and be purified. And it came to my mind that this is a time where some personal guided meditation would be really, really useful. Now, if you listen to any of my other podcasts on meditation, you know that while yes, I think that having a specific time for meditation and trying to spend an extended period of time with specific intentions and all of these things, this is wonderful. Some people have their own meditation rooms. They go to classes. They do all kinds of things. This can often be intimidating and impractical. I think the best time for this type of activity is when you're going to sleep at night. when You lay down in your bed and you have that time between awake and asleep. That is a good time to quiet your mind and go on a visual journey within yourself. So how do we start, right? I'll be brief because I have prior episodes that are all about this, but you just take a minute and you breathe a steady breath, right? You count three counts in, three counts out, or longer if you can. You start to pay attention to your physical senses and sensations. You think about the weight of your body in the bed. Think about the sounds that you hear, the AC, the dog breathing. You contemplate the idea that your skin is a single organ and that you are within it, radiating outward. Like a human in a car, you are spirit in this body. And with that consciousness, you can almost always feel your skin and the sensation that your energy is just a little bit bigger. When we focus on our senses, it quiets the mind more than anything else because we're using it, (laughs) right? We're not just expecting it to magically be blank. From this space, as soon as you're ready, begin to imagine. See yourself standing, looking out over a lake. Notice what it looks like. Are you near the water's edge? Are you far away, somewhere in between? Are there trees around the lake? Is there snow on the ground? Or is it just that the lake is iced over? Observe as many details as you can and stay in that spot as long as you need to. It could take minutes. It could take weeks of nightly or weekly visiting this spot in your mind. When you are ready, begin to melt the ice decide how this is done. What does it look like? Is it that the shoreline melts away first and the ice begins to get smaller and smaller and smaller towards the center of the lake? Is it melting from the top downward and getting thinner and thinner? Or are there holes where you can see the water as it melts in different spots more than others? Observe the lake melting. Allow this process to take as long as as it wants to as long as you need it to maybe you watch it melt away very quickly or maybe it takes hours or weeks you might fall asleep without barely touching the visualization and you might do this over and over again it doesn't matter the goal is patience just as we need to give with our own selves our own psyches our own spiritual evolution we give patience and we allow the il- the ice to melt and the lake to come alive again. Watch the return of the birds to the water, other animals too. See the fish jump up out of the water, whatever it is that brings life back to that place for you. When you are ready, approach the lake, wade into the water, dive in, What feels right to you? Float on a boat. Allow your friendship with that lake to evolve in whatever way it can in whatever way feels right, whatever way your imagination and the spirit within you leads you to go. It is a marriage between the two, after all. When you are ready, explore the lake. Perhaps you will dive in. I will share that I personally am not a huge fan of the water. I don't like to put my head underwater. Years ago, when I had an experience of a of a self-guided meditation where I ended up near a river, and actually over time, much time, many weeks, eventually swimming in this water with these Sea creatures, which is absolutely crazy because if I have a fear of anything, it would be like sea mammals. Like I don't want to be up close to a shark or a, well, that's not a mammal, but you know, a whale or whatever, like that would be terrifying to me in real life. And yet I swam with them in this place and healed a part of me that I can't even put words to. That meditation extended on past there as well so you allow this to unfold. Perhaps you dive down and you you find a secret cave or a treasure, or maybe just knowing that it's melted is enough, that you're no longer sliding around and slipping on the surface. Let it be what it is, even if it's just a quiet time that reveals very little, but I'm going to bet that should you take the time to do that, you will discover more than you realized. I believe that this particular person will find that he is able to be hypnotized on the other side. There's no longer this fear of slipping beneath the ice where he cannot escape because there's no trap left. And while perhaps he has shielded beneath that something traumatic, maybe he hasn't. Maybe it was something simple that in that moment seemed huge, like he couldn't possibly look at it again. And so he buried it beneath the ice and Isn't it true that each and every one of us has something that perhaps we've buried beneath the ice as well? Something that we don't want to remember or acknowledge. Maybe it's just some moment of guilt where you were mean to a friend in childhood. Maybe it was something that happened to you. We're not bringing it back to life. We're not giving it power. We're taking its power away so we can quit sliding on the ice and we can swim or float, or fish, (laughs) or whatever it is. Beloved, we are free. And when we melt things away, instead of breaking them, we stay free. I know the metaphor here is thick, but you can't just break things. You can't just say, I'm done with this and be done with it. You don't just get to say this person treated me terribly. I'm done with them and you're over it. There are layers beneath that that you have to get to release of why did I stay as long as I did release of how it maybe damaged your internal monologue or anything else. We have to melt it away, dissolve it away, release it from our consciousness, our mind, our spirit, so that we can be truly free. So the idea that this man couldn't have somebody break the ice for him makes a whole lot of sense. These things take as long as they take. And quite frankly, once you melt that ice, you can visualize that, trunk that you buried that darkness in and you can bring it up and you can light that on fire too. Once we've done that, that work, that dissolving away of the power of whatever it is that we have attributed as dis-ease, once we do that, then we can be set free quite quickly. I'm remembering something I haven't thought of in (laughs) probably 20 years. I spoke with someone who did energy release, and he would visualize it like balloons, right? Usually he would release one or two balloons for people. By the time I met him, I had done a lot of inner work. I had melted a lot of ice, but I was not free. I remember him saying, I see hundreds of balloons. Are you sure you're ready to let them all go? He felt like the answer was yes, and so did I. And we set loose those hundreds of balloons, and I was free. Not because someone walked up and said, you have balloons, I'm going to cut the strings, but because the strings were already untied, and they just needed to have the roof taken off so they could get out of there. Beloved, if you've already melted the ice, visit that lake in your mind and decide what realms of trash need to be removed. Is there a tire down there, (laughs) right? What have you already worked out that needs to get gone? When, where, how do you convince yourself that you need to still hold on, that you have a right to still be afraid or that you need to not trust. Where did that come from? Did someone give it to you? Or is it just a habit, just what's normal? Set yourselves free. Catch yourself trying to convince yourself that you're angry about something you're not actually angry about or afraid of something you're not actually afraid of. And make sure that you're not doing any of it for attention or because it's fucking cute. It's hard for us to acknowledge sometimes that we hang on to the old because it's easy to. Let's melt the ice and clean up the debris and allow our minds to be a beautiful place. For some people, they will be ready for that moment and it will be simple. But for most, it will be work. Some of the things we have to drag out of the lake are heavy or messy or whatever. But what I can tell you for sure is it is worth it. It is worth it. When I think of the girl I was 20 years ago, I would not go back to being her. Was it hard? Was it hard to release all of the things that had happened to me, all of the things that created my own ice, all the things that trapped me, that had me slipping and sliding on the surface of life. It was hard, but it was worth it. I decided to get comfortable with it. Here's the next thing. Great. Thank you, universal. Let me heal it. Let me fix it. Let me release it. Let me recognize there's nothing I can do and therefore no reason to hold on. There's a Chinese or Japanese proverb that says something to the effects of, if you can't do anything about it, why be angry? And if you can fix it, why be angry? I think that's huge. Do we have a right to, yes. Do we have a right to continue to be angry and hurt and not trust because one of our parents totally sucked? Yeah, sure. But can you change that? Can you go back in time and make it different? And would having them acknowledge it really change anything at all? Not to mention the fact that most of the people who are absolutely terrible can never really quite admit it or apologize. Is that necessary? It is not. What is necessary is for us to overcome, to learn, to grow, to take back our power, to melt the ice and clean the lake. Do it for you. Do it for the people who love you. Do it because it is the whole point. It is what awakening is all about, recognizing the truth, looking the darkness, the fears, the missteps, looking them in the eyes and telling them, you taught me something and now you are useless. You may go, be gone, be free, so I can be too. No more ice, no more slipping, no more fear. Until next time, beloved,
1: namaste. Hi, my name is Connie, and I wanted to tell you a little bit of my experience and uh, my relationship with Jennifer. Um, when I first met Jennifer, uh, it was a very emotional and um, intense meeting. That day, when I had walked in the door, I could feel this charge of uh, emotion and care and kindness. It was nothing short of amazing. Also that day, I received something that I never thought I would ever, ever get. It changed my life, literally. Or that day when I left, I was a changed person. I had a new outlook on life. I was happier. I felt lighter. It was something I will always be grateful for. Since then, our relationship has changed. It's become one of the most incredible. I'm fighting for the words because I don't know if I can find the words that are big enough to express how much it means to me. Yeah, excuse me, I'm getting a little verklempt. Um, the things that I've learned about myself, about the world around me about my spirituality has been priceless and the level of gratitude I have in regards to that is just immeasurable. I don't know how I would go on if if this relationship wasn't in my life, but I know that I've learned so much that I would be able to go on. So I'm grateful for that too. I became a patron of the podcast because it gave me the opportunity to support and nurture something that nurtures my spirituality and me growing as a person and becoming my best self. I'll always be grateful for it. It'll it'll continue to go with me throughout the course of the rest of my life. There's so much love that is put into this and supporting its growth will benefit this world. Namaste.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session, however it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.